Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 6th. 2018. This is the first show in 2018. So hope everybody had a great new year. I'm your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local market. So keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that I have in studio today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855- 411.50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my guest for today's show, all the same guest for all of the segments because she's such an amazing person, and that is Nikki Roush, sales maven, founder and best-selling author, converting casual conversations into sales. Today's topic will benefit you if you're in business or in life and just how to get connected with others. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And before I get into the best part of the show, which is all about Nikki, let's do a little money chat like we do each week. Money. Money. It is the new year, which I imagine that I have some of my listeners out there that you may be thinking of buying a new property. Um, You've gotten through the holidays and it's time to get back on track and get excited about uh, making that possible move for you and your family. So I thought I might talk to you a little bit about a checklist that can be helpful for you. Uh, in moving forward with your home purchase. First of all, it's really important to have your target and objective as far as what your payment is. Really going online and taking a look at houses before you know what your payment, what your mortgage payment is going to actually purchase you is kind of a waste of time. And it's no fun if you find out that where your objective is going to be different than what that priced home that you're looking at. Definitely before you start going out there and looking at properties. So finding out the very maximum that you feel comfortable with making on a monthly basis, um, what that's going to turn into. And as well, it's really important that you actually get your pre-approval secured. So talking with a mortgage professional, and that's what I do for a full-time career. So I'm here to assist you there um, if you need any assistance. Uh, Next is really know what those numbers are. Most people don't know a per 10,000 calculation and how easy to determine how that's going to adjust for every 10,000 that you increase in price. And it's important because $10,000 can make a huge difference in what you can accomplish in an actual property. It might actually get you into a better area, better schools, better amenities for your family. So understanding how that looks. Um, Rough numbers right now, because it obviously is determined based on what current interest rates are doing. But right now, if you're doing a 20% down, it's about $45 for every 10,000 in price. So 10,000 purchase price equals $45 a month every 10,000 in your mortgage payment. If you're doing a 10% down, it's about 50 bucks a month, and if you're doing a 5% down, it's about $55 a month. And if you're utilizing a down payment assistance or grant program, you might be looking at closer to $65 a month. So whatever that payment objective is, you can divide that by 65 if you were doing a zero down, multiply by 10, and there you go. That's how much you can afford in a mortgage or in an actual purchase price. Next is property taxes. How property taxes compare to other areas in the property in other neighborhoods that you might be looking at. 
most people don't realize that your taxes are actually, the actual property taxes are not just based on the assessed value of your home. Only 40 to 50% of taxes are based on the assessed value of your home. The remaining of it is based on levies and things that are being voted for within uh, that community. So your neighborhood, your schools and your parks. And so once you are a homeowner, it's why it's really important to pay attention to those levies that you're getting to make sure you understand uh, the things that you're voting for and how it's going to affect your actually property taxes. Transportation, um, really important to have that on your list as well to decide how important it is for you in your commute to work. Now, what I encourage is that you actually make sure you drive, make that drive during the business hours that you're going to be commuting. So taking that drive on the weekend when you work Monday through Friday really isn't going to get a, a good idea of what that commute's going to look like. Um, obviously, if you get out of to, out in the area further away, you're most likely going to be able to get a better home. Um, if you're working in Seattle and you're buying in uh, the south end, you're going to have a much better deal. But what a commute that would be. Now, I will tell you, you can use your commutes for some of your personal time to get educated, motivated, and inspired. That's what I did when I had a long commute, and I actually missed it when I had a short one. So what's important to you, um, make that as part of your checklist. Neighborhood characteristics. So talk with the neighborhood and the neighbors and actually just do some door knocking and get an idea of the people that are in that neighborhood. Um how are you know how many neighbors are in there what types of uh, properties or rental properties uh, are you on a quiet or busy street does your home get enough sun if that's important to you what's the feng shui and is that important to you some things to kind of put on your checklist to get an idea before you start shopping for home education is a big one so school district and making sure if that's important where you want to be uh, walk score may be important to you as well I really didn't even know what walk store was until I started doing uh, my radio show eight years ago and actually it's been nine years now because we're in 2018. Uh, I live in Newcastle. So walk score, if that was important to me, I would have not chosen to live in Newcastle. So walk score, um, if for shopping and restaurants and how convenient it is for you to get to those places, uh, it's going to be important for you to determine before you get out there and start looking at homes. Um, if it's important for you for health facilities, recreational facilities, entertainment, uh, religion, all of these things um, are going to be helpful to get an idea of what that is. And then last, I just want to kind of wrap up here is your wish list, wish list and must list. So there's going to be things that you must have and there's going to be things that you wish you could have. Really making a complete list of what that looks like. So when you get out, you're not confused on what you're willing to do or not do because I will guarantee you that no home is going to have every single thing that you want. So if you really determine what really is those musts, then you can check that off the list easy if that house is not going to work for you. Um, also, if you're purchasing with a spouse or a significant other, you guys got to get those lists separate and then come together and decide where you're wanting to compromise. Yes, we know we have to compromise in relationships. So there's a money chat for you. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Nikki Roush, sales maven founder and best-selling author, converting casual conversations into sales. Right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after the short break. Do you struggle with how to talk about what you do? Do you hold back in conversations because you're worried you might come off as salesy or pushy? Would you like to have more confidence when selling your products and services? 
Nikki Rausch of Sales Maven is passionate about teaching the art of relationship selling and it shows. Entrepreneurs like you hire Nikki for instruction on how to sell in an authentic way so you'll build strong relationships and close more deals. Nikki has helped hundreds of professionals master their selling skills so they confidently ask for the sale and build a thriving business. Nikki is master certified in neuro-linguistic programming and her trainings offer skills that not only help you in business, you'll also improve your overall communication with all the important people in your life. Nikki Rausch of Sales Maven is ready to support you in learning how to sell in an authentic way so you reach and exceed your sales goals. This is Nikki Rausch, Sales Maven. You are invited to connect with me at yoursalesmaven.com or call me at 360-509-6399. Again, yoursalesmaven.com or 360-509-6399. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 6th show. I am committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area regarding your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to the show. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show at one 855 1150 or go online to themoneyhour.com, ask any questions, or to get connected with the amazing guests that I have in studio today. And that is Nikki Rausch, the sales maven, founder, and best-selling author. Uh, Nikki's going to be sharing converting casual conversations into sales. Actually, say that about 50 times over and over. It can be a little tongue twister. Uh, again, thank you so much, Nikki, for coming in. It was great to have you um, at my Power Hour Lunch and Learn in front of all of my real estate experts. And I, we, I know we actually have a lot of real estate experts that listen to the show, as well as a lot of consumers in our local market. And that's why I was so excited to bring you in and give you the entire show, because you just have um, an amazing program and an amazing way of uh, putting a different spin on really how to create conversations. So thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and share this information with your audience. Wonderful. And a little bit about Nikki. Sales Maven, founder and again, best-selling author, uh, has been awarded award-winning sales executive with 24 plus years of sales experience selling in organizations such as Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Johnson & Johnson, and NSA. By combining her sales experience with her master certification in neurologistics programming, Nikki teaches simple yet powerful techniques anyone can use. Entrepreneurs hire Nikki to learn how to sell in an authentic way without being pushy. So they build relationships and close more deals. So again, if you're um, if you're listening, uh, the Money Hour is about money. Everything related to having a successful financial plan and an successful space to maximize your money so that you can live the best life for you, give more to your community, and have a better quality of life for your family as well. And so this is for all of my business professionals out there that are listening. Um, from a consumer side, if this doesn't connect with you in business, it definitely can connect with you in, in ways of getting connected in life because it's important. Everything that we do to be successful in business actually translates into our personal life as well. So um, look at this amazing hour that I'm going to have with Nikki um, with the spin of however it's going to connect to you. So Nikki, I'd like to just start out by asking you, what is 
NLP and how do you apply it to sales? So NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it's really the study of communication. And the way that I describe it is it's neuro, the way we process information in our brain, so your thinking patterns. Linguistics is the language piece, so how you speak to others, but also that internal dialogue that we have with ourselves. Most of us have a a voice or two in our heads. And then the programming part is about uh, habits and patterns. So learning... NLP and how I apply it to sales is it's understanding how you show up in a conversation Mm -hmm. or how you show up in your life and then understanding how somebody else is showing up. And when you can start to add flexibility to your behavior to put the other person at ease, they will stay in conversation with you longer. They'll be more open to hearing what you have to say. And it just makes for a much smoother interaction with the important people in your life, whether they are clients Mm -hmm. or your significant other. Love that. And I love the word flexibility because isn't that what life is about is being flexible so that we can all benefit from each other and conversation is the key to everything. So, um, uh, so true. So what is your overall approach to the selling process, Nikki? So my overall approach is about the relationship side of selling. I truly believe that when you can create the no like, and trust factor with people, it makes it so easy to move them to the next step in the, in the sales process. And if people don't know you, if they don't like you, if they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you. Yes. They're not going to stay in relationship with you. They're not going to have friendships with you. So learning that process and showing up again and teaching people how to show up in a way that adds a little flexibility to their behavior uh-huh. allows for them to have more influence in a conversation. It allows for them to um, elevate their credibility in yes. a conversation. Love it. So um, being the topic today is converting casual conversations into sales, somebody might um, ask, what is that? Why do people need to prepare for that? The idea to actually prepare up front and how you're going to have conversations on a regular basis, any conversations. Why is that important, Nikki? Well, because we're so bombarded with so much information nowadays, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of choices. How much time are you going to stay in conversation with somebody? And also, what kind of conversations are you going to have? I find that if you're only talking to people about the weather, Mm -hmm. you're, you're probably not deepening the relationship much. You're, you're not actually going to move to having business conversations. It's, it's not uncommon for people to hire me because they have known people for 10, 20, 30 years, and that person doesn't even know what they do in their business yeah. because they've never even opened the door to have a conversation. Hmm. So being prepared allows for you to have some steps and some strategies that you can start to open those doors so you can really talk about who you are and what you know and what you do. And then decide, is this a prospective client? Is this a collaborative partner? Or is this just somebody that's nice to know and have a conversation with? And we have deeper conversations as a result. So important. So what is the first step in converting casual conversation into sales, Nikki? So the first step is learning how to create curiosity. Love this. I love the word curiosity. So how do you know what Nikki's going to say? Because I've I've heard her talk and gone through her program. So, but anyway, sorry, (laughs) Nikki, go ahead. No, this is fun for me. So creating curiosity and the way that I talk about creating curiosity, I really think it's the difference between how you call a dog and how you call a cat, which I know sounds crazy. So bear with me for just a second. But you know, when people show up and they want to get their dog's attention, they're at Mm -hmm. the dog park or whatever, and you hear them do that really high pitch, like, come here, boy, 
come here, right? And and dogs love that energy. Yes. They're like, oh, what's going on? I want to come play with you. Well, when you show up from that place, because you're really excited to talk about your business mm-hmm. or some new product that you found, if you show up with that dog calling energy, people go like, Ugh, no, uh-huh. too much. A little too much. It feels like salesy. Don't come up and lick me yes. and slobber like, all over don't me. Don't jump. <laughs> don't jump all over me. I don't yeah. like that dog calling energy, and and I don't respond to it. Yeah. So I compare curiosity of how you call a cat. You mm-hmm. know, when you call a cat, you do this little thing where you go. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. And cats will. I do wish you could see Nikki's like... face. One of the downsides of being uh, <laughs> on uh, radio, not TV. But go ahead, Nikki. So it's it's being able to have somebody go like, "What? Tell me mm-hmm. more." So I really think about how do you open a conversation that allows for the other person to ask you a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one of my tips is around how do you answer the question, "How are you?" I mean, it's the question we all get yes. asked. I don't know, a hundred times a week. Yes. And if you just have a like fine, fantastic, or oh, I'm okay answer, that doesn't allow the other person to really get into conversation with you. Yes. And so, that's what they're expecting and everybody else says, right? Yes. Like mm-hmm. who wants to be like everybody else? Exactly. We all want to be unique and special mm-hmm. and different, right? Our own little we snowflakes. All are, right. Yes. Right? So instead, think about how you're gonna answer the question. How are you? And uh-huh. and give the person an opportunity to ask you a follow-up question. So right now, for instance, if somebody said, Nikki, how are you? I might say, like, oh, my gosh, I am fantastic. I am just about to launch a brand-new program, and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And then allow somebody to go, well, what's your program? Yep. What do you do? What what does that mean? Or, you know, for you with mortgage right now, you, uh-huh. could, you could be talking about, like, oh, my gosh, I am fantastic. I just helped somebody get something that they have desired for 10 years. Yes. Like I would be like, what? Tell me yes. more. What does that mean? Exactly. So I always say, think about how you're going to answer that question. How are you? And mm-hmm. I call it your here, kitty, kitty statement. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I have clients, they have it on their calendar every Monday morning to think yep. of their here, kitty, kitty. And realistically, here, kitty, kitty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you actually say that answer to every single person who uh-huh. asks you, how are you this mm-hmm. week? I guarantee you're going to start talking more about your business. Yeah. And I do this all the time. I do it when I'm, you know, ordering a you know, cup of tea. I do it at my dentist office. I do it everywhere. And I never give a fine answer. I always yeah. give something. And I get to talk about my business a lot yeah. as a result. And people who I never even thought would ever work with me actually want more information. Yes. And I love it. And, and, you know, you, you talk about too, it, it needs to be very short. So you're going to have like a sentence or less, I mean, or less. And you just kind of, you, you've got a way to just kind of leave it hanging there a little Mm -hmm. bit. You said something, but it wasn't all. And some are going to want to engage back and some aren't, and that's totally fine. Yes. Um, But I just, I I love it. Okay. So that was step one. Mm -hmm. What is the next step? Step two. So step two is creating that no like, and trust factor. Mm-hmm. How do you increase your likability? Because when you increase your likability, then people are more apt to see you as more credible and move to the next step. So this is just one little tiny technique, but I always say pay attention to the rate of speech of the other person. Yeah. So when you think of your own rate of speech, are you like a significantly fast talker? Do you have a lot to say? It comes out really, really fast. Or are you somebody who really takes your time. Mm-hmm. The fast talkers who are listening right now are already like, Nikki, speed it up. <laughs> it is hard to be maybe in conversation. Maybe I should start the, slow, the show down with a, a little slower <laughs> just to get those 
listeners that are a little slower in, but go ahead, Nikki. Well, think about it. When you meet Mm -hmm. somebody who is like you, who has a similar rate of speech than you, it's actually easier to stay in conversation. Of course. If you meet somebody who's on the opposite side of the spectrum, like most of us want to get out of that conversation as Uh fast as we can. Uh So I always say, adjust your rate of speech to the other person because it's something you can pick up over the phone and it's something you can pick up in person. Yeah. You get a sense of somebody's rate of speech. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to adjust to them, they will stay in conversation with you longer. So give the example of customer service. So, oh, I love this one. I do too. Customer service, you know, imagine that you've just had a really horrible experience and you're on, you know, on the phone, you've been on hold for 10 minutes Uh and you get the person on the call and then you're like, they say, how can I help you? And you do the little like, this just happened, blah, 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 blah. And they go, ma'am. Let me see if I can. You want to reach through that phone and like strangle them a little bit. Right. But instead, if the person was like, oh, my gosh, let me see what I can do. Give me just one second. And you can hear how I'm even slowing down my voice. By the end of the sentence, it like calms the waters. Yes. For the other person. Yes. And I always like to say, too, you know, we like people who are like us. Of course. This is just the fact. Mm -hmm. The other real true fact here is that we think people who are like us are smart. Like, be uh, honest. Well, actually, I'm just thinking my little head's my head spinning going, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do think people like me. They're the smartest ones in the bunch. That's right. People <laughs> who think like us, talk like us, act like us. Uh-huh. We think those people are smart. Yeah. And when you're willing to adjust to the other person, you show them yes. like, hey, I'm like you. We can mm-hmm. stay in conversation. Yeah. We can do business together. We can be friends. We can do whatever that next step is. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I like to how do you, um, uh, you teach that if you are a fast talker, you notice somebody because you pick right up that person, how they communicate fast or slow. And it's either or for the most part, there might be somebody that's kind of in the middle, but majority it's kind of one side or the other. So once you figure that out, even though you're a fast talker and they're a slow talker, you can actually start the conversation slow to mirror and build that trust Mm -hmm. and that connection And then you can kind of naturally get back into your natural. It's not like you have to be what you're not because you've already cleared that space and just the subconscious connection piece, it works itself out. And I just um, just thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Nikki, I'm going to go ahead and take us to break and then we're going to come back. So coming up next on The Money Hour, Nikki Rausch, sales maven founder and best-selling author. We're having a, we're talking about and having a conversation about converting casual conversations into sales right here in 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Do you struggle with how to talk about what you do? Do you hold back in conversations because you're worried you might come off as salesy or pushy? Would you like to have more confidence when selling your products and services? Nikki Rausch of Sales Maven is passionate about teaching the art of relationship selling and it shows. Entrepreneurs like you hire Nikki for instruction on how to sell in an authentic way so you'll build strong relationships and close more deals. Nikki has helped hundreds of professionals master their selling skills so they confidently ask for the sale and build a thriving business. Nikki is master certified in neuro-linguistic programming and her trainings offer skills that not only help you in business, you'll also improve your overall communication with all the important people in your life. Nikki Rausch of Sales Maven is ready to support you in learning how to sell in an authentic way so you reach and exceed your sales goals. This is Nikki Rausch, Sales Maven. You are invited to connect with me at YourSalesMaven.com 
or call me at 360-509-6399. Again, yoursalesmaven.com or 360-509-6399. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 6th show. I provide you news on everything money, fresh information, and market trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in. And again, I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to rebroadcast to uh, talk with the guests I have in studio or anything that you would like to chat with your host about. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, having a continued conversation with my guest today, Nikki Rausch, sales maven, founder and best-selling author converting casual conversation into sales. And Nikki, we're kind of talking about the uh, the steps in getting that process started of converting your casual conversation into sales and not just sales, but connecting with anybody in any environment that you're in. If you want to get connected with somebody, um, building those stronger relationships, friendships, understanding how to be strategic in how you're interacting with someone um, in casual conversation. So after you've created the know, like, and trust factor, what usually happens next in a conversation? So the next piece is you want to start being on the lookout for buying signals. Buying signals are verbal or nonverbal cues that people give that indicate interest, interest in what you're talking about, interest Mm -hmm. in your product, interest in you. And when you get a buying signal, you have to be able to act on it. Yes. So it's really important that people learn how to pick up these cues that people give. Because if you miss them, they may never come back around. Yeah. And then you miss out on working with some of your ideal clients. And more importantly, those people miss out on the benefit of working with you and what you can offer to them. And if you're listening and you missed our first, uh, my first segment here with uh, Nikki, it's your, that can be a follow up from what your Hello Kitty Kitty is. So you're going to yes. have to go back and listen to that segment if you missed it because we don't have time to go over it again. But the Hello Kitty Kitty, this is actually an extension to that to have that conversation really get to that next level. And um, love the, um, love the training and the idea of, of really understanding what that buying signal is. So let's talk about that. What is a buying signal? So I'll give you one of the most missed buying signals. Okay. And so I have a book about this. I have 17 of them in there. And there are more than what I'm even, you know, that I hear them all the time. Uh-huh. And when I hear them, I actually hear an auditory we noise. We need to do a show, have you come back, and let's just talk about <laughs> just the buying, talk about signals. buying signals. Exactly. They make a big difference to people's businesses. I'll tell you that. So here's the most missed one. And it's when somebody gives you a positive comment about your product, about your service, about you, about your business. Uh-huh. A lot of times, you know, we were all raised to have good manners. And so we'll say, thank you. Mm -hmm. You can't just leave it there. You have to follow up with an invitation. And I really do think about sales process is it's your job to invite people from step to step to step. So, for instance, if somebody were to come up to you right now and say, you know, gosh, Tina, 
I really love your radio show and I have learned so much from you about finance and about money. And specifically, you've made me really think about a mortgage. Uh I don't want you to just say thank you. I want you to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, is there some way I might be a further resource to you? Uh Because that's that invitation piece. Or thank you. We need to set up a time to sit down and go through all your loan options and so you can take it to that next stage. Yes, because Mm -hmm. believe it or not, most of us are so worried about coming across salesy that we don't invite people to the next step. Which is a disservice to them. Yes. And people think, oh, well, you know, I actually had a client say this to me one time before she hired me. She's like, well, I sell to adults. I'm like, yeah, we all do. Uh And then she said, well, you know, if they want to work with me, they'll let me know. And I said, oh, no, they will not. Yeah. Most people won't make a conscious decision to move forward with you until you issue an invitation. And, you know, here's the thing. Most of us, even if they don't want to work with you, even if they don't want to have that mortgage conversation with you, they'll just be flattered you asked. Yes. So you're missing out on opportunity if you are not inviting people to that next step with you. And it doesn't have to be salesy. It just has to be a really simple invitation. Like, hey, what do you think about us setting up a time just to get to know each other better? Yes. Or talk about our businesses. See how I might be a resource to Mm -hmm. you. Or I, I always say this, sometimes people think, well, I never could say that, Nikki, but you know, you have to say what feels comfortable to you. But I will say to somebody when they make a positive comment to me, is there something I might be able to help you with? Yeah. I can't even tell you how many clients I've gotten just from that one tiny little question. Yeah. And sometimes people will go like, I would have never even thought to hire you uh-huh. until you asked me that question. So you gave the uh, the invite. Mm-hmm. And I think that is it, it's so powerful um, to really, um, and we all know, and I, I say the task is to ask. I mean, we all know that the we've heard it before. The worst thing, what are they going to say is no. Yes. But how many times have you gone back and you can connect? And I know if you're listening that you've had this happen before that you're like, oh my gosh, I that was easy, yeah. but then you continue going on and not doing that, that ask. And again, it's a disservice um, to whoever that may be able to benefit from your services because you're not sending out that invite. So after the buying signal, when you notice that buying signal, first is, is to be prepared with your Hello Kitty Kitty, um, be able to connect and build that trust with them in that first conversation by mirroring how they're communicating, then waiting for that buying signal. And mm-hmm. then after that buying signal is going in for the ask yes. um, or the offer to yes. invite them into what you can share with them. So do you ever have people worried that they'll invite someone to do business and it turns out that it there wasn't a buying signal at all, that they missed that? Yes. You know, I always find, actually I had somebody say this to me one time. And does it really matter? No. Okay. <laughs> so I had somebody say to me, you know, you know what makes you so great at sales, Nikki? And I love a compliment. So I was uh-huh. like, what? Tell me like, what makes me really good at sales? And then of course you're telling them they need to come work with you. Yeah. 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 And she says, uh, oh, you're so good at rejection. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, when you hear the record stop, like, yeah, like, that's what it was like. I was like, wait, what? Hold up. People are rejecting me. Uh Like, when? Why? Where? She's like, you know, when people tell you no. And I was like, oh, you think no is rejection? rejection, Mm -mm. Uh -uh. People have what's known as a convincer strategy. Uh They have to to actually, in their mind, say say no a certain number of times before they say yes. Yes. So when you get a buying signal, you have to act on it in the moment. And it may be a a no, but I actually Mm -hmm. have a little voice in my head that says, not yet. Exactly. That's all it is. It's yeah, just not, not yet. yet. I love that. Because if people are giving you buying signals, mm-hmm. there is some 
level of interest there. They may not even realize it yet. And it could just be that the timing's not right. I mean, not everybody needs a mortgage every year, right? But that doesn't mean that that one time you ask them, after you've asked them, maybe you've asked them 10 times. Mm -hmm. At the 10th time, they might be, you know what? The time is right. I'm ready. So then you move to that next step. Got it. Yeah. So in how do you approach that no in the sale process, um, selling process, Nikki? So I always set it up. I think it's really important that you set it up that the person um, knows that they can come back to you when they're ready. Okay. So if you get a no, I like to say, you know, if anything were to change at any point, I would love to earn your business. And I would I would so appreciate the opportunity to work with you. Please come back to me when you're ready. Yes. And, you know, when you do that, it makes it so easy for people to come back to you Uh versus, you know, because here's another little truth. It actually is hard to say no to people. So the person who might be saying no to you, it's really uncomfortable for them. And you want to do everything you can to make them still feel at ease because when they are ready, it's okay then for them to come back. I mean, think of if you've told somebody no and Mm -hmm. they've acted inappropriate or they've acted offended or they've made you feel less than in Uh some way, Mm -hmm. you're never going to give them your business when you are ready. Yes. So make sure you're setting that person up to feel comfortable to come back to you when they are ready. So Nikki, what do you think is the number one thing holding people back from being not just good, but great in a sales environment? I really think the number one thing that holds people back is that we are so worried about what the other person is thinking about us. Yeah. And in the selling process, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the other person. It's about the client. And in a lot of conversations, when you don't make it about you, when you make it about the other person, it's very easy then for you to not get caught up in all that internal dialogue that you've got going on in your head. Yep. Like, don't be salesy. Oh, what are they thinking about me right now? Are they thinking I'm not doing a good job? Like, mm-hmm. all that stuff is a waste of time. So set that aside and really give your full attention to the other person because that's how you can start to pick up cues. Yeah. And that's how you know what to do next in the selling process. Okay. When you're not making it about you, you're making it 100% about the other person. Yeah. And I and and again, that's why I think it's what I'm trying to you know really connect with for myself is it's it's a disservice not to make the offer and it not really to is. be able to connect um, with that. And I love how when you talk about the nos because I always say that you know they're guaranteed nos are going to be there because of the balance. You're going to get yeses and you're going to get nos. But I love the extension of no is not really no forever. It's just the process of maybe getting to that yes. And um, also when. I look at a buying signal too, not necessarily a buying signal, but a trigger and being able to make that offer is in people in sales sometimes have a hard time taking a compliment. So if a Mm. client says, you are just so good or thank you so much for this or you did such an amazing job. And a lot of times I hear people in the sales uh, industry go, oh, you're welcome. It's my job. And so they're just automatically taking away from what a great job that they did. And wouldn't that be a good time, Nikki, to make your offer after when somebody gives you a compliment? Well, thank you for recognizing how hard it is for me to do blank, whatever that is. By the way, 
Absolutely. It's also a really great time. If Let's say they're a client of yours and you've done business, you did a great mortgage for them uh-huh. and they're giving you that compliment. It's also the best time to ask for a referral or yes. a testimonial. Yeah, makes sense. And, and the biggest thing is, you know, most of us, we deflect, like you say, we deflect compliments uh-huh. because... Somehow you're like, oh, well, it's just my job yeah. or, oh, I'm really not that big of a deal because we yes. don't want to seem like, you know, big headed and narcissistic and all that. But now you've just told them what you do is so easy and yes. you don't need to be an expert. Right. Right. And you also send the message. Inadvertently, you send the message to somebody. This is a little hard to say. So for your audience, I'm just going to say, please know I'm saying this in a really kind way. Okay. That when you deflect a compliment, you are saying to the other person, you're wrong. Huh. And isn't that so hard to hear? Like yeah. for somebody to go like someone goes out of their way to give you a compliment, the last thing you want to do is say, you're wrong. Exactly. That and, makes sense. And that's kind of what you do when you deflect these. So please at least thank them. And then if it's appropriate, follow up with, you know, I, and I so appreciate your business. Yes. And I would really appreciate if you have anybody, like who else do you know that would benefit from this? And would you be willing to make an introduction for me? Yeah. Because, you know, referrals and repeat business in sales, like that's your moneymaker. Exactly. That's the easiest, least expensive business to earn. Yep. To work with what you've already built yes. that a trust with. Yes. yes. And nothing is better than somebody else referring you. Exactly. So, Nikki, could you share with my listeners um, how you work with clients? I, I work with clients a few ways. I do trainings, so I offer some work, workshops, and then I go in and get hired by companies and okay. do s- sales trainings, communication trainings. I also work with clients privately. So I have one-on-one VIP clients. I have a group program uh-huh. for people who like the idea of being in community and talking about sales and getting some coaching from me. And then I have a self-study course for people who want the interaction, they want the training, yeah. but they don't want to have to be in a group setting. So those are kind of the main And you ways. do your keynote. I do my keynote. Yes. I'm a speaker. She, yes. she takes uh, takes stage and inspires right from stage um, on her topic. So, well, I'm going to have Nikki here for the rest of the show, and but I'm going to take us to commercial right now, and then we'll come back with Nikki Roush, sales maven, founder and best-selling author, converting casual conversations into sales right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after the short break. struggle with how to talk about what you do? Do you hold back in conversations because you're worried you might come off as salesy or pushy? Would you like to have more confidence when selling your products and services? Nikki Rausch of SalesMaven is passionate about teaching the art of relationship selling and it shows. Entrepreneurs like you hire Nikki for instruction on how to sell in an authentic way so you'll build strong relationships and close more deals. Nikki has helped hundreds of professionals master their selling skills so they confidently ask for the sale and build a thriving business. Nikki is master certified in neuro-linguistic programming and her trainings offer skills that not only help you in business, you'll also improve your overall communication with all the important people in your life. Nikki Rausch of SalesMaven is ready to support you in learning how to sell in an authentic way so you reach and exceed your sales goals. This is Nikki Rausch, SalesMaven. You are invited to connect with me at yoursalesmaven.com or call me at 360-509. 6399. Again, yoursalesmaven.com or 360 
509-6399. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 6th show, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 411150 or go online to moneyhour.com. Discuss anything regarding finances, money, success, family, um, or get connected with the guests that I have in studio to hear today. And right now, it's Nikki Rausch, sales maven, founder and best-selling author. We're talking about converting casual conversations into sales. So Nikki, thank you again for hanging out here with me for the entire hour. Lots of fun. Thanks for having me. And on the first segment, we were uh, talking about buying signals and how to recognize that. And I'd like to kind of bring that back in um, in our last segment here uh, today. And a buying signal um, could be you talk about um, being confused with a negative experience and how Mm -hmm. maybe they would never want to work with you again. And how does that translate into an actual buying signal? So a lot of times people think a negative, when somebody brings up a negative experience, for instance, let's say that you sell real estate. You said you have Mm -hmm. a lot of realtors that listen to your show Mm -hmm. and somebody comes up and they go, oh, you know, I worked with this realtor and they didn't take care of me. They have that negative, like downward spiral conversation. Uh And a lot of people get turned off by that or they think, oh, well, that person's not going to hire me because they had this negative experience. And I want to encourage people to look at this from a different mindset. This, this is actually a buying signal. This is an opportunity for you to say, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Here's actually what my clients experience when they work with me. Uh-huh. And then you, felt, you tell them, you know, a couple great things about what your clients say about you. And then you say, now, is there something I might be able to help you with? And just being able to not go, not freak out, not worry, yes. not, not tell yourself, oh, well, they're going to try to sell their home on their own because they had this bad experience with yep. it. People are bringing this up to you for for a reason. So they want you to reassure them in way some way. them of asking for yes. your help. Yes, because again, people rarely just come right out and say, hey, can I buy from you? Yes. Can I give you my money? Can yeah. I give you my contract? Can I? They just don't do that. So They're doing their own little Hello Kitty kitty. Yes. Let me just put something out there and see if they're actually going to recognize that I'm asking possibly for their help. I don't know for sure I'm asking for their help yet, yes. but I'm going to softly go in there and start getting a feel for it. Yes. And you don't put that ask, you don't put that offer. And you've also mentioned um, uh, before in, in how it actually can be, it's um, uh, presented or felt like as an insult. It's like, why am I not getting invited in to work oh, with yes. you? Yes. You know, believe it or not, because I teach buying signals so much, Uh people reach out to me on a regular basis and they'll they'll send me emails or they'll call me and they'll go, you know, I gave so and so a buying signal and she didn't even invite me to do business with me or with her. And so she hates me. Uh And I was like, well, I don't think she hates you. Uh I think she missed the buying signal. And so because we think the whole world revolves around us and we're so caught up in our own stuff, we forget that everybody else thinks the whole world revolves around them and they're caught up in their own stuff. And when you don't invite somebody to do business with you, you leave them feeling unsatisfied. Yeah. I always say it's kind of like if your neighbor's throwing a party 
And even if you don't particularly like the neighbor, and even if you don't really want to go to the party, mm-hmm. it's still nice to get an invitation. Yes. Yeah. So you have to give people invitations. Now, of course, you know, you get to decide on your business. Don't invite people you don't want to be clients. Uh-huh. And do invite everybody you want to work with. Yes. Do invite them. You will be so surprised at how often you get a yes. Yeah. And in the sales side, you can probably relate to this if if you're listening because we've heard it before that um, when you're at a certain in a success level that when you don't invite their natural could be in same thing, but a little different spin on it. Well, she's too busy to work with me. She has too many clients yes. to work with me. And that is, you know, that's a comment of what people would be thinking. Another thing uh, to Nikki is just in the communication um, when you get asked the question of, you know, how's business going? And really the the worst thing is to open up with, oh my God, I'm just so busy. Or, yeah. oh my gosh, this market is just crazy. Or, you know, really figuring out that great, powerful um, excitement offer an invite of, wow, business is going so great and I'm so excited for my next opportunity to help somebody, right? Yes, that's definitely a here kitty kitty Mm -hmm. answer. So we want to open the door for people. So I actually say, you know, when somebody asks you how how business is going, that's a perfect opportunity to insert your curiosity creating statement. Okay. So we want to give them a here kitty kitty answer so that they ask a follow-up question. Yes. Because again, the other thing is, you know, most of us spend a lot of time trying to figure out who are our clients and we spend a lot of money, pro- you know, on marketing and we uh-huh. spend a lot of time prospecting. I also believe in the sales process. You have to learn how to clear the field, mm. get get people and things that are going to suck your time. So I call those time suckers. I don't mean okay. in a negative way to the to the person, but get them off your plate. Yes. And one of the ways to get people off your plate is to invite them to do business with you. Yeah. Get to the no. Get right to the point. Yeah. Yes. If, if they're not interested if the yes. time's not right for whatever reason then move on exactly so that's so yeah how's business going yeah don't tell them too busy yes they will make assumptions or some negative answer yes. in reply because then it's it's just putting that negative um, it's connecting that negativity to you and what you do and the passionate that passion that you obviously don't have about what you're doing yes when it's a response of oh this market is just too hard or it's just so crazy out there you can say and you can't you, maybe you can't you're not seeing because it's radio but maybe in a tone of voice you know there's a difference between oh my gosh the market is so crazy out there versus oh my god the market is just so crazy you know of that yes. you know this sucks versus so much opportunity and it's exciting. Let me help you. Yes. Right? Yes. So let's talk about uh, buying signal when it comes to pricing because I'm sure that everybody could connect a pricing to a buying signal. Yes. And believe it or not, this is another really big missed one because when somebody asks you your price, I, I'm so I'm always so surprised when people say like, well, it depends. That's not an answer to uh-huh. the pricing question. And I know that there are people right now going, well, it does depend. I know. <laughs> and it's not an answer to price. Uh-huh. It is a potential buying signal. So when somebody asks you about a price, you give them an answer. And okay. it could be a range. It could be 
you know, it could be a range, but you do give an answer and then you follow up and say, so if somebody asks you, you know, what's, what's your price? What's your price to hire? Like you, the Nikki? common one, it would be, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So if somebody says like, well, what's your price to mm-hmm. be a part of your group program? And uh-huh. I say it's $250. I then have to also say, is that something you'd be interested in? Okay. So, and then you wait after you've given your price, you've issued the invitation, then you wait to see what they say next. Uh-huh. A lot of times what they say next is sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. So pricing is that one that people go, well, it depends. And if you hem and haw about pricing, uh-huh. people, it, it sounds like you don't know what you're talking about, or it sounds like, oh, she's going to make up her price based on how you're I'm hiding dressed, something. Or she's, yes. you know, I, I'm always surprised when people don't put pricing on their website too, especially yeah. for people like what I do. When people don't have pricing on their website, people go, oh, well, that means people are going to call me. Yeah. Uh, no, it does not. Because I don't know about you, but when somebody doesn't have their price on their website, Uh I don't call them. Yes. So you have to give the price. And one of my sales mentors, Russ Short, he's, you know, been my sales mentor since my early 20s. He used to always say, Nikki, when somebody asks you your price, you give it like you're giving the time of day. Uh You have to be that congruent with your voice. Yeah. So you answer the question and then you issue the invitation. And so if you had a, um, a, a multiple, like you, you've got multiple programs. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, depending on the program you choose, 250 up to 10,000. Yes. Would that be like... Or, That's a perfect range. Yeah, or for like me in the mortgage space with interest rate, I can't tell somebody what their interest rate is, but it's not like, well, I can't tell you what the interest rate is because it depends. Instead, interest rates vary depending on qualification, but market rate today may be around four to four and a half. Yes, that's a you real know? answer. Yeah. Yes. And then you follow up with the invitation. Yes. You know, should we go ahead and go through the loan process and get yep. you locked in? Love it. So Nikki, what about uh, the potential buyers that are asking the same questions over and over and you can never get to that next step? I really believe that it's our job to make sure we're getting to that next stage. Mm -hmm. And if not, we're doing something wrong. Yes. Right. So how can you fix that scenario? One of these things that, again, this is another buying signal. Mm -hmm. When people are asking you the same question over and over and you start to feel like, haven't I already answered that? Uh What that is usually an indicator of is that you haven't actually issued an invitation to move them to the next step. So if you've answered that question a couple times now and mm-hmm. they're not moving forward, it's really your job to move people forward. I would yeah. say sales to me is like a staircase yes. and I have to move people from step yep. to step to step. Mm-hmm. And every step requires an invitation, yes. whether it's the discovery piece, the proposal piece to actually exchanging dollars for services. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when somebody's asking you that same question over and over, it's usually an indicator that it's time for you to say, you know, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to move to the next step? Yes. Like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And usually you'll get a yes or a no. And if you get a no, well, then now you know there's something, you've got some more work to do. Exactly. But if you get a yes, great. Now we have a new, you know, prospective client. We're moving them through the process. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, Nikki, in with today in, in technology and all of the easy way to communicate and a lot of your potential buyers may prefer that easier way to communicate. Now I always say you want to do both. Never lose the get connected face to face, belly to belly, phone call to phone call, handwritten cards. But on a regular basis when you're communicating, you need to be communicating the way that's easy for them. So how do you convert ways and invite when you're going through a lot of email and texting? So there's a couple little ideas that I'll give you around email. 
One is most people, one of the biggest mistakes that people use in their email communication is they overuse the word I. So one of my rules of thumbs with my clients is I go, go and count how many sentences yeah. that you have written to this in this email yeah. and then count how many times you use the word yeah. I. Yeah. Because if it's an I statement, yeah. so I want to set up a time to work with you. Well, mm-hmm. that's not about the other person. That's about yes. you. And it's it's less interesting, frankly, yes. to the reader. So limit your your use of I. This is not a hard and fast never use I, uh-huh. but it is a limited. You know, and you it, can almost re- almost always replace I with you. Yes. The you marketing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and the other thing that I think about email is you, in order to close business, a lot of times you have to get them out of email. Yes. You have to get them on the phone or belly to belly, like mm-hmm. you said. I love that term, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you have to get them belly to belly. And one of the ways to do that is to make it really easy for them to uh-huh. get an appointment with you. Now, yeah. I don't know about you, but I live and die by my calendar. If yeah. it's not on my calendar, oh, me too. it's not happening. Yes. So, and most people are the same way. Mm-hmm. We have got to get on their calendar. Yes. And so a lot of times people will do this thing where they'll say, hey, let me know when you're available. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that yeah. doesn't work. Exactly. Because people are too busy to stop what they're doing and figure out times when they're available and then yep. send them to you so you can tell them yes or no. That's too much work for the yeah. client. So I always say, give them three possible times to meet. Mm-hmm. I always say, give them three windows of time. So don't just say Thursday at nine, say, you know, Thursday between 8.30 and 9.30. If yep. you can do that in your schedule, give them three possible times, you know, and just say, you know, here are three possible times where we could jump on the call for five or 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Give them those three times and then, and then send, you know, I always have a follow-up sentence. And of course, if you prefer something else, please let me know. Yes. But it's my job to give them those three times because mm-hmm. then they can look at the times and go, no, no, yes. Exactly. And that's actually how you get phone to phone, belly to belly. Yes. Yes. Love it. Um, also, you can use online calendars. Makes it very easy and, and efficient just to have them go right in and schedule when they want to meet with you. Um, also, I want to say, because I know, um, uh, Nikki, that uh, you know you would uh, agree with this, but if you're doing any type of group thing, group email, group marketing, it's just remember you're always talking to one person, yes. never talking to a group because yes. it doesn't make somebody feel special and you can't. It's like, what? She's inviting everybody? You know, whereas <laughs> you're like, I am. It's just talking as if it, it's it's one person. So Nikki, as I wrap up my time here with you, um, really important for uh, me to share with my listeners is how can they get in contact with you? Because you've got so much that you offer from uh, one-on-one, group coaching, uh, keynote speaking, um, just a lot of amazing things that you have to offer. So how can they connect with you? Thank you. The easiest way to get in touch with me is through my website, which is yoursalesmaven.com. So Y-O-U-R S-A-L-E-S-M-A-V-E-N, yoursalesmaven.com. And I would love to hear from your listeners with questions, with feedback from the show. Perfect. And then I know that not only are you an author, but you're of one book, but you're an author of... Three three books. Two Two books. Okay. And so what are those books and how can they uh, how can they get those? So they're available on Amazon. They're also on iBooks and that's probably the easiest way to get them. So there's I have a book called Buying Signals. How to Spot the Green Light and Increase Your Sales. Which, how many are in there? <laughs> uh, 17. Yeah, I need, 17 to, I need that to get one. that one. Okay. Yes. And then the other book is Six Word Lessons on Influencing with Grace. That one is all around communication. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate more effectively with the mm-hmm. important people in your life? Wonderful. Well, Nikki, last tip to my listeners as we wrap up our time together. 
What last, would be your call to, call to action or most important tip for our takeaway today? The last tip that I would give takeaway for your listeners is when you have a buying signal, mm-hmm. make sure that you schedule that next time, that next step with them in the meeting or in wow. that conversation. Do not say, here's my card or here's mm-hmm. my website. Actually schedule right then, get yeah. on their calendar because this is how you move the process forward. Love that. This is, you've got to move that process forward mm-hmm. um, in order to benefit your clients. So Nikki, thank you again so much for spending the, the entire show here with me. It was just a pleasure to have first time conversation. I look forward to having you back. Thank you. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll be here, of course, next weekend, same time, same place, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Happy New Year. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.